Ah, yes, it's finally time for another week's installment of Into the Crease. I'm your host, Danny DeBock, alongside my friend Derek Harper. And Derek, we've had the All-Star Weekend go by, and it was a rather uneventful one. Yeah, it was kind of just a normal All-Star Weekend, nothing too exciting. Just the fun events they have, the Skills Challenge, the All-Star Divisional Games. With the title game and just kind of a slow-moving week, and then they got into the games early this uh, week. And it wasn't really much of a surprise here, Derek, that it was the Metropolitan Division that ended up winning the entire, they won the million dollars. Yeah, it didn't shock me at all. You had Seth Jones on that team, uh, Cam At- Atkinson, and other stars there. And they were just able to pot home the goals and get the money and win, win it all. Oh, you're forgetting some big names, though, Derek. You forgot Sidney Crosby, yeah. Matthew Barzell, and you're forgetting Braden Holtby, John Carlson, who won the Slapshot competition. There's many guys, and don't forget Henrik Lundqvist. So many great True. players. There's a lot. It's hard to name them all. So many great players on that Metropolitan Division team. So it goes to show you how, how strong a division it is yeah, in for the sure. Metropolitan. But... Moving on from that, there during the course of the All-Star Week, there was some big news that came out from Com- Commissioner Gary Bettman, and that was, in, that was in regards to the outdoor games. And Derek, as far as outdoor games are concerned, these, it's always a fun time to watch an outdoor game because it's unique compared to an indoor game. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to play at MLB stadiums, college football stadiums, NFL I mean, they play basically any anywhere they can get their hands on. It's fun to watch because that's where hockey hockey started. It was outside, and to see it go back to its roots and have the fun outdoor games. I mean, the players even enjoy it more than indoor at times. The fans love it. It's just a special thing. Yes, indeed, it's very much so special. <clears throat> to your point, Derek. Now let's get into the announcement itself. Gary Bettman announced that there would be three outdoor games next NHL season, and they and let's go through the list. First, there's the the Heritage Classic, which is mainly featuring Canadian teams and it has exclusively featured Canadian teams up to this point. It'll be the Winnipeg Jets traveling to play the Calgary Flames, and the venue is a surprise. It's the home of the CFL Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Mosaic Stadium in Regina, Saskatchewan, and uh, and it's an interesting place to host an NHL outdoor game, isn't it, Derek? It is, but on the other hand, they just had the uh, Major Junior's massive championship tournament there, the MasterCard Memorial Cup there. Um, The Pats, are that's their home uh, town there. And so, I mean, hockey goes deep there. The Pats have been there over 100 years, I think. And so, and, and in Sask, they host an NHL preseason game every year, usually the Oilers and some some other team. So, I mean, to show you going back to that province for an outdoor game shows uh, that the NHL is keeping an eye on that area for possibly a team in the future. To your point, that's that is certainly <clears throat> true. Saskatchewan, it's in Canada. It's a place that loves their hockey so very much, but they don't have very many teams to show for. It's only nine teams in the in the in the league, and Saskatchewan that that's a province that doesn't have a team. So to have an outdoor game, 
in in the province in Regina, Saskatchewan, one of the major cities in in that province is is the victory in and of itself yeah. for the, for the province. And it's been a big deal that province there with the hum, Humboldt Broncos and the whole thing. I think it's just kind of a I don't know if it's one last hurrah, but kind of just a thing to give some fans something to enjoy and forget about what happened or put aside what happened a few months ago with that bus and the team and just kind of focus on the fun things they have coming up. Moving on from that, uh, there is another outdoor game, and it's the one that you look forward to every New Year's Day, the NHL Winter Classic. And it's two teams that have shown up as of late as some of the more popular teams recently in, in looking at recent terms, the Nashville Predators are traveling to the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas to take on the Dallas Stars. Yeah, that's a diff- diff- different one for uh, me there, Danny. I've never really seen a Sun uh, Belt game there. I mean, I know it gets cold down there, but to have a Southern teams playing an outdoor game, that's different. I mean, I think it'll be a good game. Nonetheless, two great teams, but it's a little, I did not see that coming really. Well, you have to take a look. Every single year, it's the same teams that play in the outdoor games: the Blackhawks and Penguins, and the Flyers, and and all the teams that the usual the usual suspects are there in the the outdoor games. But the Penguins, the Flyers, you name it, Capitals. all those Eastern teams. But but here's a different taste. You have a Predators team that just made it to the Stanley Cup final recently, and Though they came up short, they gained popularity. And then also you have a Dallas Stars team, and they are so much fun to watch with their offense. That that has the makings of a of of a great game, maybe even potentially a, a rarity in an, an outdoor game, a shoot in a, a high scoring shootout. We'll see. And then lastly, from Falcon Stadium in the Air Force Academy in Colorado, the home of the Air Force. It's the Los Angeles Kings who are traveling up to take on the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche have only played in one outdoor game, which they lost to the Detroit Red Wings, and then the LA Kings are one and one. This this is a great great testament to the state of Colorado and how much they love their hockey. Yeah, they have the they had the ECHL, now they moved up to the AHL. Now that they've had an NHL franchise for many years, they have multiple junior teams that are good. I mean, that state loves their hockey. When it comes to it, that's a great place to put a team. It's, an, um, it's fun. It's an honor for the armed forces, and it's just a great game, great place to have it. I mean, I think that's a great, great move by the NHL. And as Gary Bettman said, there will be three outdoor games. Just to recap, there will first be the Heritage Classic. That will be going on October 26th of 2019, featuring the Winnipeg Jets traveling to play the Calgary Flames in Mosaic Stadium in Regina, Saskatchewan. And then the Winter Classic, which will be held in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas, featuring the National Predators and Dallas Stars. And then lastly, a stadium, stadium series game on February the 15th of 2020. That will feature the LA Kings and Colorado Avalanche. 
Moving on from there into more of the present, there was a big trade that occurred in the NHL recently and involved the high-flying Toronto Maple Leafs and the dwindling Los Angeles Kings. The Kings obviously are in a rebuild. They are last place in the Western Conference, while the Toronto Maple Leafs with John John Tavares and a great all-around team surrounding them are in pursuit of a cup run. And as a result, they made a huge trade over the weekend, and and the trade featured the Kings receiving from Toronto Carl Grunderstrom, Sean Dursey, and a first-round draft pick in 2019. Now, you're, you're asking me, well, this is a hefty price. Who in the world are they going to receive? It's Jake Muzzin, a Stanley Cup champion, and this is a huge trade that could change the tide for not only the Maple Leafs, but perhaps the postseason in general, Derek. Yeah, though the Leafs have been searching for that extra piece to get over the Bruins back east. And the Leafs, they have Austin Math- Matthews, John Tavares. Um, there's some other guy, I forget his name at the sec, but they this is a big move for them. They're trying to load up for the finals here. And this team, they can make a deep run here in late season. Maybe just push past the Bruins and who knows? Is it the Leafs here? In my my in my eyes, when I saw <clears throat> that the Maple Leafs acquired John Tavares from free agency, my first initial thought was this team is a cup contender, and it it, it clearly can be shown. But so far this year, it's been the Lightning. They're proving they're the same old team that they are, and they're always going to dominate, and they've proven that. But this trade to add a defensive defensive presence in Jake Muzzin, that will anchor the Toronto team as a whole, and that perhaps could take them to the next level, Derek. Yeah, Toronto's a strong team already, but they've been getting knocked out second, third round of the playoffs the past few uh, seasons. I ain't getting Jake Muzzin in an NHL Stanley Cup winner. This is a big move for them. It might put them over the top, getting that little boost that they need, and maybe it's the Leafs' time to win a cup here. Who knows? And this is a this is a Toronto Maple Leafs team, and not only that, a country that's starving for a Stanley Cup champion. The Leafs last won a Stanley Cup in 1967. That's way before many of our times. And the last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup was in 1993, featuring the Montreal Canadiens when they beat Wayne Gretzky's Los Angeles Kings in five games. Moving on from there, we're in the we're we just passed the midway point of the NHL season, and that always brings up the question: Who are the front runners for MVP? Derek, I want to know your take. Who is your MVP and Kuch, why? Nikita Kucherov, Tampa Bay. You, I mean, you can look up the point points leaders for the NHL, and that guy is like, you're like, this guy has this many points. How? I mean, he's carrying Tampa. I mean, Tampa's, they're a well-built team and they have tons of great players, but he stands out among them all. You hear talk about Tampa, and the one name that comes up, Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov. He did it again. I mean, the guy is a stud. He's gonna—he's a huge part of the reason Tampa's doing as well as they are. I have to go with him, Danny. When I look at who should be the MVP, I look at not only points, but also team contributions and team success because that's what's important when you're on a team. You're, the goal is to not only win, but it's also to produce while you're doing that. And looking at who's the front runners, you see Nikita Kucherov with 78 points at the time of this recording. 
But the guy that catches my eye personally is Johnny Gaudreau. He stands five points behind Kucherov in the point standings. And as far as goals are concerned, he has 29, which is eight behind the, the league-leading Alex Ovechkin, who is taking the lead by storm by scoring. But to me, it's one of either two players that really are in the front runners for this MVP chase. You have Alexander Ovechkin, who leads the league in goals by a mile, but Johnny Gaudreau, he contributes for not only his Flames, and they win quite a bit, but he's also producing big numbers in the process. Yeah, Johnny, he's a great player. Big points producer came out on the scene a few years back and has been, he has not looked back since. I mean, you call him, um, I feel Johnny Hockey is what they call him. And that kid can play. He's a young gun, but he puts the points up there. He helps his team. And that's the, one of the main reasons the Flames are doing as well as they are this season. But Derek, you said that Nikita Kucherov is the MVP. Why is Why does he earn your MVP vote over Johnny Gaudreau? Johnny's Good, don't get me wrong, but when you think of MVPs, they usually come from one of the teams that's going to make a cup run. I'm not saying the Flames can't do that, but... Well, the Flames are number one in the Western Conference right now. Yeah, they're a great Western Conference team, but Kucherov, he's due, as well as Johnny. But when you think about it, Tampa and Calgary, they're both NHL big cities... Canadian city, big U.S. city. But Kucherov, he's leads points, and he's also contributing to a team that leads the league in overall points by, what is it, 14, Danny? I mean, they have, what, 79 points? And to the next closest team is to 60-something? I mean, it's insane. Well, for Tampa, you have many more other assets. You have Vasilevsky, the goaltender, Stamkos, but Johnny Gaudreau on the Flames, he doesn't really have much to work with. He tends to be the leader as far as the Flames scoring output is concerned. That's why Gaudreau should win the MVP in my eyes, Derek. Yeah, he does. He also does, though. Vegas got, uh, they had to let James Neal walk, and he went to the Flames this season. Big hit for Vegas. But Calgary, that was a great pickup for him. I feel he's been a contributor as well this season. I mean, you saw how well he did at Vegas. There's a reason Calgary's doing as well as they are. Johnny, James Neal, and all the other players they have up there. But I think when it comes down to it, you got to go with Tampa Bay there. I just, I just don't see it, Derek, though, because you have Tampa, who is sitting right now at the time of this recording. They have six. They have 76 points on the season, and then Calgary is not too far behind with 71. Both these two teams are leading the conference, but I see more contribution from. As far as offensive output is concerned with Johnny Gaudreau over Nikita Kucherov, Derek. Yeah, Johnny Gaudreau has the talent, and I'll tell you that right now. But usually when I think of MVPs, I think of championship MVPs. I think the finals will come down to Calgary and Tampa possibly, but you can't count out the Jets either. Yeah, it's a bold take. You can't count out the Jets either. And so I just don't – I can't see the – Calgary, when you think of NHL markets, Calgary, they show up their sea of red, their little sea with their city name. But I just, something tells me it's going to be Kucherov. I mean, the guy is a stud. He's been in and out all the past season's been in and out, putting points up and down the board, helping his team. They've made a Stanley Cup run a few years back. They've been in the conference finals consecutive years. I mean, I think overall, I think they've had more success than the Flames have the past two seasons. 
But the MVP award is a single season. You don't look back to past history. You're looking at a specific season. And from what I can tell, Derek, I've seen Gaudreau contribute a lot more than Nikita Kucherov has. He may have contributed more. And that's why we're having this discussion here. But you have to go with Johnny or Cooch. It has to come down to those two. And that's and I think it's gonna come down to those two. And I don't know, maybe they have co MVPs. Well but if there if there's there have there hasn't been a co MVP, I believe, since the NHL originated. So you gotta pick one, Derek. Is it going to be Kucherov or is it Gaudreau who contributes a lot more? I mean, I want to say Cooch, but I also want to say Johnny, but I just I have a hard time seeing Johnny. I don't know why, Danny, but he's a great team contributor, and I think they both have an equal chance. That This is a hard question, honestly. I mean, he hasn't crossed my mind before, but I think I really can't answer this one. It's a really tough choice. I think they could both edge each other out. It'll be interesting to see who wins it. Well, did you see? Did you foresee Taylor Hall winning an MVP last year? Uh, not at all. Yeah, and and I say that I'd say the same case in your eyes could be made for Johnny Gaudreau and the impact that he has made for the Flames. Yeah, he's been a great impact. He's actually a really good fantasy point picker upper, but I just have always uh, maybe it's because Tampa gets a lot of TV games compared to the Flames, but I've always watched Tampa and I've watched them for a few years now, and I think it, the MVPs need to come from that team there. To me, it seems to be obvious that the choice will go to Johnny Gaudreau, while on the other hand, Derek says that Nikita Kucherov is going to win the award, while I think Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey, is going to win the MVP award. Moving on from that award, we'll we'll shift to a more higher-up position in the leadership of a team. We're looking at coaches. Who, in your eyes, Derek, would be coach of the year for the NHL? I was going to say Tampa, but there's other teams that stick out to me right now. And it's people like San Jose, Calgary, uh, Vegas. Vegas especially. They started out the year kind of slow this year, and then they've picked up steam since. And then there's also teams back east, like... Nashville, who's in the Western Conference for some reason. And you have Winnipeg. And I don't really think I'm going to go with Tampa's coach here because Tampa, yeah, they're a great team, but they have a lot of players. I don't think I'm going to go with them. I think I'm going to go with Vegas' coach. Uh, What's his name? Um, I'm drawing a blank right now. but um, Oh, Gerard Gallant. Gerard Gallant? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with him. He's He really, coming in from the Panthers last season, he was he really helped that team. They made a Stanley Cup run. But then there's also the angle back east. You can look at uh, who's the Islanders coach, Barry Trotz. He led the Capitals to the Stanley Cup run last season. So you got to pick one, though, Derek. I think the top three you have are Tampa's John Cooper, uh, Vegas's Jared Gallant, and Barry Trotz back east. You got to pick one, though. I think it's going to be Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz, and I would... And that's a very good pick because Barry Trotz coming from one team to another and... Looking at the emergence of the Islanders as of late, at the time of this recording, they are leading the Metropolitan Division with 73 points on the season. But in my eyes, it's it's different. Here's who I believe that 
looking at this season alone, will win the Coach of the Year award, and it's it's not who you would it, it's not who you would think. I will stay with the Calgary Flames, and in my eyes, I believe that the Coach of the Year for the NHL will boil down to whose team is dominated in in being the best team overall. And that goes to the Calgary Flames, and that responsibility for coaching goes to Bill Peters. And why? Look at what Calgary has done as of late. They have been topsy-turvy, and now they are number one in the Western Conference, and they are really showing themselves as quite a team. And that's why, and what puts... Bill Peters above Barry Trotz is simply the success of the Calgary team because you 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 add a coach in order to win and that's exactly what Barry what a uh, what Bill Peters has done with this Calgary team that that's why I believe that Bill Peters will win the the award over Barry Trotz. Danny though I mean the Isles haven't done well in the past two years and then you add in Barry Trotz and they're suddenly top of the division seventy one or seventy three points I mean what are you saying that the Flames got a coach. Now they're doing well. Why not the Isles? Calgary is number one in the Western Conference. You would figure in the West. In the West, you would have teams maybe Nashville, Winnipeg, that would be in first place, and perhaps one of the maybe even Vegas after what we saw last year. But Calgary, of all teams, being number one in the conference, you would not expect that one bit. And Bill Peters has done a great job with this Calgary team. That's why he should win the Coach of the Year award. Didn't they make the, the second round last season? Last season, they missed the playoffs. They did? I swear they made the playoffs, huh? It just seems like they've, Calgary's always been kind of good, so to, so to speak. Is he new there, there this season? Bill Peters is a rookie head coach. Where did he come from? He came from, he came from Carolina. The Carolina Hurricanes, and now he's with the Calgary Flames, and he is doing wonders. That's why he should win Coach of the Year, Derek. Yeah, sometimes a change of place helps somebody. I mean, it's helped players before. You look at it now, it's helping coaches. A lot of teams will fire a coach and they do bad, and it's not always the coach's fault. It's just the players are they're just not being able to gel well or something's going wrong off ice. But this shows you how well a coach can help a team. He went to Washington, turned around the Caps, Barry Trotz, leaves them, turns around the Isles. Bill Peters goes from Carolina to Calgary, turns them around. Jared Gallant, first-year team, goes to the Stanley Cup. Then this year they're showing out the gate, and now they're doing well again. <laughs> but, but Derek, I think Bill Peters should win the Coach of the Year award and not Barry Trotz. I can get that argument, but you look at Bill Peters, yeah, he's a great coach. Um, came from Carolina, but it could be luck on this end. I mean, I won't get you wrong, he's a great coach so far. But I think with Barry Trotz, he brought the capital to Stanley Cup last season. We're not talking last season, but you do consider a little bit of his past history, I would think. And No, and, no. Look at what Bill Peters has done. Yeah, he came from he a, has done he nothing. He came from a nobody. He, came he did from, nothing as a head coach. And now look what he's doing with the Flames. That's why he should win Coach of the Year. You're correct there. However, Barry Trotz... I have to give it to him because the Isles were in the cellar. They're a cellar dweller. And but now they're suddenly. But you expected the, the Islanders to be good because they have Barry Trotz. Did you, though? Everybody, when John Tavares left to go to the Leafs, everybody was like, oh, great, they're going to be garbage and stuff like that. And then 
Bird Trolls comes in and it's like, not so fast. Let's win some games there. And suddenly they're like, whoa, who is this Isles team? But Calgary is the same case too. They, they've been in the cellar for quite a while. And and even so, they, they've been able to win with Bill Peters of all people. You would not expect that in, in a coach like Bill Peters. Not usually, no. But this season, apparently you can. But I have to go with the Isles here. I'm going to stick with my pick instead of uh, change it. I have to go with... Bill, I have to go with um, Barry Trotz. They're both B names. I have to go with Barry Trotz here. So those are both of our opinions. I believe that it should be Bill Peters of the Calgary Flames. Meanwhile, Derek thinks that it's going to be Barry Trotz for the New York Islanders. It'll be a debate that will continue on through the rest of the season. And we'll only have to wait and see what goes on and who really makes that big push, which team will stand out, either the Islanders or the Calgary Flames. Moving on from the NHL, we'll head into the WHL, and recently two teams have been on fire, and they are two teams that are just within the comfort of Ellensburg here in this nice town that houses Central Washington University, and it's two teams that are really showing up. The Portland Winterhawks have been on fire. They, ha- in their last 10 games, have a record of 8-2. and two. Meanwhile, the Seattle Thunderbirds, not too far behind, they have a record of 6-2-2 two and two in their last 10 games. And it really shows how good these two teams are, Derek. Yeah, I mean, the Hawks, um, it's been a little bit of a rough ride here. Uh, some changes going on, a new goalie, and that has helped tremendously. But... I think if it comes down to it, it's the Winterhawks. And you may call me biased here, but here's the thing. Oh, yes, I would. Yeah. Then, but the Blazers are also a team, the Trailblazers, who I attribute them to the Birds' success this season. Because a few years ago, the Blazers, they lost Aldridge to the Spurs. Everybody's like, they're going to win 25 games. Portland goes to the second round of the NBA playoffs. And then the Thunderbirds, New New Year's Eve losing in PDX to the Hawks, like 6-3 or something like that. And then they trade a bunch of stars. They traded in Drew Ziak to the Silver Tips, traded Hughes away, who's now retired. And everybody's like, dang, they're going to be garbage two or three years. And suddenly they're doing really well. And so both teams are on a tear. It's going to be fun to see if Seattle can sneak into a higher playoff spot. It'll be a team to keep your eye on there. But when it comes down to it, if there's any threat to Everett this season... I think it's the Hawks. You have Hofer and Nett for the Hawks. And you have, it was a one game, but the winner was beat Everett 5-1. to one. Um, Joel Hofer in his past two games has gone all but one minute with the shutout. Gone basically through two periods and then to the last minute of the third period, holding a shutout before the team just squeaks by him. I mean, the guy is a championship goaltender. He's a backup goaltender for Swift Current last season when they won the cup. You have to give it to the Hawks with Joel Hofer. Not saying Thunderbirds aren't good. They have a great young core of athletes. But they still have some something to prove, and the Thunderbirds will be an exciting team. But long term, in this year or two, I don't think they're going to be a massive threat. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I mean, they're a young core. They're rebuilding, and it's fun to watch them. But the winner always have the real deal. They went all out to get Hofer, traded draft picks away. Then they traded away Ryan Hughes to get some picks back and another good, taller, more muscled player. I mean, the Hawks are going all in to try to knock off Everett and then possibly, I mean, it gets to be the Giants, the, any team who play in the conference finals in the West. 
and then they have to face the monster that is Prince Albert in the finals. I don't know about that, Derek, because Joel Hofer last year in a game against the Seattle the Seattle Thunderbirds gave up seven goals in a defeat in defeat, and that's not what you're looking for in a goaltender. So that's why I believe the acquisition of Joel Hofer <laughs> will not help the Winterhawks out that much. He was their backup last season. But he's he's still essentially the same player he was. There can't be that drastic of an improvement. That's why, personally, in my eyes, this Joel Holfer a- acquisition, sure, he's, he did well one game, but th- that's only one game. One game? I don't know if you've seen him in the past other games he's played, and he's been pretty dang good. He hasn't... I don't think he's lost a single game. Maybe one with the Hawks. And... The kid this year has been with the Broncos, and the Broncos haven't had a stellar defense. I mean, this year especially, and so he had he was getting pucks just hammered on him. It was brutal, and maybe that's the same issue with teams have bad games every once in a while. Yeah, maybe everybody had that against the Hawks, but maybe the Birds were on a really good tear that time, and so if Current was having an off night, I mean, I have to expect Hofer's their backup last year probably wasn't getting as nearly as much playing time this year. I mean, uh, last year as he is this year. So he's improved. He's had more playing time, been able to have the offseason to train. I mean, he's just gained a lot more experience since then. I just don't see it, Derek. This Seattle team, they... they Bias? <laughs> they, they dropped Zach Andrusiak to Everett. And to, to your point in how Portland has emerged when they lost LaMarcus Aldridge, same case with Seattle. They've just gone on a tear, Derek. That's why, personally, in my eyes, Seattle is a team to look out for. Yeah, but let's look at the Blazers after that season. First round and done. First round and done. Well, then again, you're playing against the perennial dynasty, which we don't have in the WHL because teams Everett. go in and out. That's why Seattle has more has a better shot to succeed than Portland does against a four-time NBA finalist in Golden State. Yeah, but you have Everett who has been a just an ogre to get through in Seattle. Oh, oh, but really Seattle made it to the West to the Western yeah, Hockey League yeah. finals two of the last three years. When Everett wasn't as as stellar. So you're telling me that Everett isn't really the big dog to look out for? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I am, but when Seattle went on the run, yeah they did play Everett and all, but Everett wasn't that team yet. They're still having a couple more year or two and then now it's like, whoa, look at him last year losing to the Broncos in the finals. That's that's only one year though, Derek. Der- no. It's crazy, but Everett—they've always been a threat, and Seattle's been a threat the past few years. And I'm excited to see what they're doing. But if anything can make a run between the Hawks and Birds, I think it's the Hawks. You have all—you have Cody Glass, who's gonna be back in a, about two weeks from his injury suffered against Seattle the uh, the other night. And I- then you have Hofer, and you have Blickfeld. And yeah, I mean, you just have so many great players. Seattle has some young core, and they beat Prince Albert one game this season. The only U.S. division team to do so. But Everett, I don't, it's been hard to, they've both been going at each other, but I just don't know that Seattle can hold it in long term. They have veterans who have gone to Western Hockey League finals. You Vulcan. got Matthew Matthew Wedman, who's such a presence. And also, you got Nolan Vulcan, and he's been through the string of success for the Seattle Thunderbirds. And, and it's, it takes a veteran presence 
like Nolan Vulcan to help bring a team through the playoffs and through and the that, grueling challenges. That's why it takes someone who's been there before to take a team to the promised land. That's why I think Seattle is more suited to go on a, on a playoff run than Portland is. Hofer's been there before last season. He was a backup, though. He, he didn't get any playing time. And then we, we saw what he did when he got his chance against Seattle in the regular season. He gives up seven goals, Derek. Yeah, but the birds are really lethal then, as well as it probably may have been an off night. But teams... The birds, the, Seattle being lethal, they were one and done to Everett in the playoffs last year. They were not the... They, and they were yeah. in last place in the Western Conference as far as the And then the you look at the new team this year. Seattle's been a different team this year since the rebuild started. And exactly. That's why Seattle is going to be the team to look out for. Knows about that. It'll be interesting down the stretch, but you have them sitting... Are they in, in the playoffs yet? Or are they Yes, yes, they're barely. They're, they're in. They're in right now. The Hawks and, are and like they're, sitting they're second up though. Late, lately. Hawks are second in the division. Just trailing Everett by like eleven points. Nobody else close by. I mean, it's gonna be a fun thing to watch. You have the Vancouver Giants too. Don't forget about the Giants. That is in the BC division. We're looking at the U.S. I division. Know. You have Ty specifically. Smith and Jared Anderson Dolan as the Chiefs. It's going to be an interesting U.S. division. I think the only U.S. division team that may not make it all the way, Tri-City. They're a little bit of a rough around the edges, but all the other teams have that hidden talent. It'll be fun to see. At the time of this recording, all the U.S. division teams would be in the playoffs if they started today. Now let's go into our favorite segment. And they are the picks. And we have quite a few games to pick here today, Derek. We got last week, we both went two and three. We're even. Yikes. We're both two and three, so we have the same record. And we're looking to change that this week with one of us maybe taking the lead. So let's begin with our picks. And tonight, we got a good game between the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are heading to Winnipeg to take on the Jets. And it was the Winnipeg Jets on Monday night that lost to the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 3-1 to one in a dismal performance. I got to go with the Jets there on home ice. The extraordinary offense and defense they've been producing, first in the division. Yeah, Columbus is good too, but I got to go with the Jets there, Danny. I would have to agree there. Winnipeg is a great team, and they showed it in their victory against the Bruins the following night. That's why I I see the Jets beating the Columbus Blue Jackets by in by this game tonight that will be going on at the at the time of this posting. So I'm taking Winnipeg. Derek is also. Then we go into tomorrow, and we got two great games. First, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are sitting at first place in the, in the NHL overall standings, heading to New York to take on the New York Islanders. I got to go with the Islanders there. Home ice, the way they've been hot recently, I think they'll knock off Tampa. Tampa Bay is number one in the NHL right now, and they are number one for a reason. And, of course, they have Nikita Kucherov, who you mentioned, and they have great goaltending in Andre Vasilevsky. I have to go with Tampa right here, Derek, because this Tampa Bay team, they have really proven themselves as one of the NHL's elite. They now, have. Nick, so we're we're splitting up here. So yeah. Derek is taking the Islanders. I'm picking Tampa Bay. 
Now, on Friday night, we also have another matchup between the Calgary Flames, who are heading to Washington to take on the Washington Capitals and Alexander Ovechkin, who leads the league in goal scoring. Derek, who are you picking? I was going to put the Flames originally because of the poor ways the Capitals have been playing this season, but the Capitals are a little bit different on their home ice. They're just that team that's kind of, I don't know, they kind of like to win on home ice. That sounds funny being to be odd, but they're in sort of a downfall right now. But I feel like the Caps with the upset. Picking the Capitals at home with the upset. And remember earlier in the show, Derek, I picked Bill Peters for Coach of the Year, and I'm going to stick with Calgary. They are going to win because they have better coaching, and they have Johnny Gaudreau with a scoring output for Calgary. I have to go with the Flames. Now let's move on to Saturday and Hockey Night in Canada. And boy, is it a dandy. The Pittsburgh Penguins, who are traveling to Toronto to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Derek, who's your pick? Austin Matthews, John Tavares, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Jake Muzzin, the new addition. I got to go with the Leafs all the way here. It boils down to experience, and boy, do the Penguins have it. They have Sidney Crosby. Matt Murray, Evgeny Malkin, Derek Brassard, who's bounced around. They have more experience than Toronto. That's why I'm picking Pittsburgh in this game, Derek. You can pick Pittsburgh, but they're on Toronto's ice, and Toronto's ice, that's a different monster, Danny. Phil Kessel, former Leaf, he's got that fire in him. Yeah, I, 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 I got to go with Pittsburgh Austin here. Matthews, Jake Muzzin, John Tavares. The Leafs are a very threatening team these days. They have to stick with them. That's that's who we are picking. Derek is going with Toronto, and I am going with the Penguins. Now let's go to Super Bowl Sunday, and it's a big matchup coming up but bef- between the Patriots and the Rams. But before we get there, in the morning, we have an early matinee matchup between the Washington Capitals, who are hosting the Boston Bruins. The Capitals against the Bruins have won 14 games in a row. Will Boston break the streak, Derek? Nope. It's in D.C. That's not happening. It's in D.C., right, Danny? Yes, it is. But, however, when a team consistently wins against a certain team, there's bound to be a, a difference maker. And that's why I'm going with the Not Boston Bruins because they have Yaroslav Halak, who, who has played in the division against the Capitals with the Islanders quite often, so he knows how to face this Washington team. Plus, he, plus the Bruins have David Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron, and they have a great depth team. That's why I got to go with the Bruins. I got to go with the Capitals on their home ice. And just like I said earlier about the Leafs, the Capitals are a different monster on their home ice, and they have Ovechkin, uh, TJ Oshie, and, and among others. I gotta go with them. So Derek is taking Washington, but I'm taking the Boston Bruins. And moving on from there, we head to Tuesday of next week: the Islanders and the Bruins at TD Garden in Boston. Who are you taking, Derek? Yeah, the Islanders and the Bruins. That's a tough one. I go with the Islanders, though. You have Barry Trotz. You have Matthew Barzell. John Tavares. Or John Tavares on the Leafs now, excuse me. You have Matthew Barzell on the team. And you have John Tavares. Uh, <laughs> sorry. You have Barry Trotz behind the bench. And since Barry Trotz has arrived, the Islanders have been a whole new monster. And they're a force to be reckoned with here. 
Oh, but you got to look at who the Boston goaltender is right now. It's Yaroslav Halak, and where did he come from? The New York Islanders. This is a revenge game, and Yaroslav Halak is going to go out there, and he's going to try and shut out his Islanders. I'm going to go with a bold take. I'm picking the Bruins and Yaroslav Halak to earn a shutout. A shutout, Danny? Yes, a shutout. I thought you had some bias there. Isn't Barzell on, or Barzell on the Isles? Still, Yaroslav Halak is going to... Pitch a shutout against the Islanders. That's a hot take there. I'm here to make hot takes. Later on that day, it's the Wild against the Sabres. Two teams that are on the cusp of the wild card positioning. Who comes out on top with this one? There's two great matchups here. I gotta go with the Sabres. That's in Buff Buffalo, right, Danny? Yes. So yeah, the Wild, they've made some moves, but I got out the Sabres. They've been on a high streak and one of the best teams in the league this season. Jack Eichel, uh, Jeff Skinner. The, they're a different monster this season. They they went on a 14-game win streak, I think. I mean, watch out for the Sabres. Well, looking at the playoffs, as if, if the season ended today, Buffalo would be out, Minnesota would be in. I'm going with the Wild here. Because they they know what it is to how what it what it means to win and Minnesota's in the playoffs, but Buffalo isn't. That's why I, I gotta go with the Wild here. Yeah, but how far out of the playoffs are they? That's the, the problem. Buffalo Sabers, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Buffalo is standing two games behind the Penguins. Meanwhile, the Wild are comfortably in third place in the Central Division, and they the, would be the third seed in the in the playoffs for the Central Division. The East so is I got to go with monster. Minnesota. The East is a different monster, though. You have the West, and those teams are kind of solidified. The East, something could change. And Buffalo's been a really good team this year. They must be on a mini slump or something, but Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner, Rasmus Dahlin. I got to go with the Sabres still. I just I just don't I just don't see it. I'm taking Minnesota here. Moving on from there, staying on the topic of Tuesday night, there are plenty of games galore. We got the Canucks at the Capitals. Uh this is gonna be a hot take for me, but where I don't choose a home ice team. You have Elias Pedersen, you have Bo Horvat, Sven Berchi, you have a young core of guys on the Canucks, you have an older core of guys in the Capitals. Capitals won the Stanley Cup last season. They're having some struggles. But I think i got to go with the Canucks here. They're a young group of teams. No. The no. Li- Elias Pettersson lights up the score sheet almost every night. Braden Holtby, Alexander Ovechkin, defending Stanley Cup champions. <clears throat> I'm going with the Depends Capitals. Who's in it's net. easy. If um, Thatcher Demko's in net for the Canucks, you're going to have some trouble there, Danny. You got you got a team that's won the Stanley Cup. They know what it means to win. This Vancouver team, they're young and they're inexperienced. I got to go with the Caps. Moving on from there, we got the a great matchup. It would be last year, and it was nearly a Stanley Cup matchup between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Vegas Golden Knights. And this is from Amelie Arena. It's the Golden Knights against the Lightning, and it's just a great matchup between two great teams. But looking at last year, Vegas won both the matchups previously. I think they're going to continue the trend. They're going to beat the Lightning yet again in Amelie Arena. I believe that was one or both of them were in overtime, and they're both high-scoring affairs. But you have Tampa on home ice here. You have Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Andre Palat. I got to go with Tampa on their home ice, leading the league. 
Vegas, they've been good this season, but they also had a slump coming out the gate. Not sure I can trust them to win in Tampa. Next up, we got the Sharks at the Jets. And to me, it's the Winnipeg Jets who are looking red hot. <laughs> I'm picking with Winnipeg. I'm picking Winnipeg over San Jose. Brent Burns. I mean, you have Eric Carlson. The Sharks are the real deal, Danny. They loaded up getting Carlson this no. season. The Sharks are one of the division leaders with the Flames right now in the West. You got you got the Sharks sitting at sixty five points when Winnipeg is on top of their division. I'm going. How many points does Winnipeg have? Winnipeg is is Winnipeg is comfortably within 11, 11 points from the Minnesota Wild, who are in the playoffs as as of right now. I got so go to go with, here. I got to go with Winnipeg. The Jets now, are good now, but I got to go the Sharks. Now, lastly, chomp, chomp. for the NHL picks, we got the Columbus Blue Jackets. Who are traveling to Colorado to take on the Colorado Avalanche? That's a tough one, but I think I gotta go with the Avs here on their home ice. They have Nathan McKinnon, among others. I mean, those guys are a real deal this season. They're I don't know if they're cup bound and down, but they're a force to be reckoned with this year. No, no, it's Columbus. Columbus has more sustained success, and that's why I'm going with Columbus. And now, lastly, we will finish with the WHL Game of the Week. It's it's going to be a dandy. It's the Vancouver Giants who are traveling to Portland to take on the Portland Winterhawks this Friday. A great matchup. Who are you taking, Derek? It's well, two teams that are right in the mix. Before I say that, I have to say this matchup could be a potential Western Conference Finals matchup. No, no. This Giants team is a really good team. No, the Hawks aren't going to make it that far. If they get past Everett, they could. But that aside. That's a big if. Yeah, Everett's big if. And if they can get past everyone. Seattle, which I, <laughs> I, I, I don't see Bro. happening. Seattle would take, would take on no. Portland and demolish them. <laughs> Just like they have in recent years. Oh, sure. But I got to go with the Hawks here. On their home ice, in the Coliseum, all the banners hanging up in that building. The banners don't mean but anything, But they've been... <laughs> It's just a historic building, and that ice, this team. What does that mean? Cody, it's Glass is, Cody Glass is out. But this team, they have a young core of guys that are excited this year. Joel Hofer is new on the team behind the net. They've always had not a hard time with the Giants, not an easy time with the Giants either. But since they lost the Giants in the second round, it's gotten easier for them to beat the Giants. They figured them out. This Giants team may not be what they seem to be, but I got to go they with the Hawks They are number here. one in the BC division. True. Right. They're number one in the BC division. I don't see it, Derek. I'm picking Vancouver. And it's clear-cut and obvious because they're leading their division. They know what it means to win against against the teams that, that, that are in their division. That shows the strength of of the Giants as a whole. That's why I'm going with the Giants here. Yeah, I can go with the Giants, Danny, but it's in PDX. It's in P-Town. Bridge City, Rose City. So? What you does that mean? It's on With this Hawks team on home ice... They are a different animal. Why? Why? Home ice energizes them. It's weird that way, but they have a strong team. They have Blickfeld. She is a proven scorer. You have Cody Glasses out, but you have um, in net, you have Joel Hofer, and you have other t- very talented skaters, Mason Mannix, Jake Grecius. You have no. uh, the new guy from the Saskatoon Blades. You have a lot of good players that are a core team that play as a team. You got to go with them, Danny. No, no. 
Vancouver, they are the better team. They have a great tandem of guys. I have to go with Vancouver here, Derek, in, in my eyes. So I'm, pick, I'm picking Vancouver in this one in the WHL Game of the Week. Well, that's all that we have for today on this episode of Into the Crease, powered by 88.1 The Berg, your NHL Central, your Hockey Central. Tune in next week for yet another episode of Into the Crease with me, Danny DeBach, alongside my partner, Derek Harper. So, for Derek Harper, I'm Danny DeBach, saying so long from Ellensburg, Washington, on another episode of Into the Crease.